on this very special edition of the Fretzelmania podcast, I am joined by Kyle from the Apron Bump podcast to review the first ever NWA TNA pay-per-view from June 19th, 2002 in Huntsville, Alabama. Featuring cage dancers, Flying Elvises, Johnsons, and Jeff Jarrett. Be sure to give Kyle a follow. All of his links and Russell Attic Radio's links are in the description below. And folks, welcome to the Impact Zone. Hey, Kyle. Hey, James. You like a little TNA? Oh, I, I I love me some TNA. Yeah, Test and Albert, or not, or Total Nonstop Action. Oh, no, I was talking about tits and ass, actually. Uh, boobies and and buttocks. Ass and titties and explicit marked already in record time. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. In record time, no, nope, no apologies there. And look, I we're not we're not making through this episode without some something explicit. You know, I mean, because the show itself was, I mean, as offensive as it gets. So, oh, very much so. Uh, it, it aged as about as well as um, milk. Yeah, it was uh, very much a curdled uh, bag of milk. You know, about Canadians, right? Yeah, and it's and it's not like the delicious cheese curds that you get from Quebec that you put on a poutine. It is. Uh, a whole lot about a, a whole mess here so mm-hmm. yes mr frats fretzelmania podcast russell attic radio i'm joined by kyle from the apron bump podcast once again to review the first ever nwa tna pay-per-view and we are almost at the 20 year mark of tna's inception which is hard to believe but were you yeah. watching at this point kyle I was not. I wasn't actually. I wasn't watching wrestling in general, actually, in this particular time period. Um, but yeah, well, I didn't even realize we're almost at the twenty-year mark. That's uh, that's crazy. But I do, you know, I did watch TNA for a bit, uh, for many years, and I cover uh, some of their older stuff in my podcast. Not quite this old, more like you know the Spike, at least the Impact Zone stuff I've covered. I haven't really gone back and watched uh, a lot of the Asylum years for tna and this the show kind of made me want to there was a lot of interesting things on this show and uh yeah and like you said it did uh did not age well but nothing really does from 2002 really so except the first sam raimi spider-man movie which was in theaters at this point in time so oh okay man it's, it's that old really i guess so yeah that yep. makes sense and i had i had uh warren hayes on a couple of weeks ago for mm-hmm. was it uh judgment day 2002 we are almost paralleling in our ruthless aggression time zone. So it's, right, yeah. And and we and he was almost horrified to learn that uh, Morrowind, like the prequel, the I think it's the prequel to Skyrim or the prequel's prequel to Skyrim was already uh-huh. 20 years old. And Attack of the Clones. That's ugh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 2000s like so that was 10 years ago. But nope, it's uh, two decades. It's, we're getting old, man. We're getting old. I, I refuse to acknowledge the fact that that was almost two decades ago. But I, I was watching a little bit of this stuff. I, I had a friend, you know, the little black box you get with the satellite dish, you know, to steal. Actually, yes, totally steal pay-per-views. <laughs> I, I don't know. So I, I grew up and we got pay-per-views for free. I always figured it was some sort of glitch. But maybe my parents had some that that black box. Maybe they were doing so. I don't know. But so I'm not that old, basically, is what I'm saying. No, my I, I had a friend who had it's a little card. I think you put into your star. This is I'm speaking Canadian here, like your star choice receiver. You just slot it in there and you get pay-per-views. And of all things, this man was an elder at my church. So it made it even hmm. even better. But here is NWA TNA. I think we all know the history by now. You know, Jeff and Jerry Jarrett. Uh, co-founded this with uh, Dixie Carter and uh, and Panda Panda Entertainment, I think it was Panda Energy. Panda Energy, yeah. Because Jeff had a couple of, I don't want to say failed projects before this, but he had the WWA. Have you ever came across that? 
They referenced it in the show. I had never heard of it before this, though. It's far, far worse. Uh, if you Ooh. if you want to hear a really good uh, rant about it, the Attitude Era podcast, shout out to those boys, did a really good synopsis and reviewed almost every show they did. Uh, it, it had Jerry Lawler and uh, the cat in their in-between phase between getting fired Ooh. and rehired. Yeah. And uh, sound, this makes me want to go back and watch. It. I'm always down to watch terrible wrestling. It's my favorite. And Bret Hart's promo on 9-11 was something because he was like the commissioner. And I, I, I don't remember exactly what it was. Look it up. We've had to talk about the patriotism on here before. Yeah. What a cast of characters. Oh, so it's June 19th, 2002 from the Von Braun Center in Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah, the show, it was very clear that the show was in Alabama and we'll get into it, I guess. But man, it was. uh, Yeah, it it was very southern, but we had a couple of dark matches here. We had Cheeks. Cheeks defeated Frank Parker. Uh, What is your favorite Cheeks, Max Kyle? Cheeks match. That's a tongue twister. Holy fuck. Is it is it Cheeks with an X? Oh, oh. God, it gets worse and worse. Uh, yeah, the Cheeks Max, cheek, che- wow, that is hard to say. Fuck, oh, man. Che- Cheeks match from uh, 1987, uh, the Punjabi prison match in uh, Batuka, Kentucky. That, that, that was my favorite one, personally. That, that was very good. And Apollo yeah. defeated David Young. And I think this was the genesis of something, not of McGillicuddy, but of a three-year-long losing streak that one David Young yeah. would go on in, in TNA. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Because in, in my timeline, because I cover TNA, and they, they were t- it was like in 05, they were still talking about it. Like, this David Young, he, he's never won a match. And he was still, I mean, he's still there in 06. And Apollo uh, left like in the beginning of 06. So they, they both had pretty lengthy stints there. It was. And we had a good cast of characters here, so... We started off the show in 2002 wrestling fashion with cage dancers. <laughs> raw Underground's back, everybody. Oh, man, get in. I'm ready for some Raw Underground. But we had, I think there's one one dancer I remember. It's called Lollipop. Uh, and that's all I know. And mm. if you watched these early, early shows, you'd always have the announcers were talking about something else while you see the girl dancing. There was one, I, I remember this so vividly, and you're going to see why, where she could see right up her skirt and she wasn't wearing panties. Mm. So we was that on this show? That No. Well, this was on YouTube, so I'm pretty sure they scrubbed that off of YouTube. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe like the, the third, fourth, fifth, whatever one they had that. And there was like, why? What? It, oh. oh, okay. Oh, man. That's why it was on pay-per-view. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, I didn't remember seeing any Moose Knuckle on this show, but I guess they would have scrubbed that had, had it been on there. Yeah, uh, maybe if you found it wherever you find uh, Matt Ritter's podcast, it would definitely have a, have oh, a spot yeah. there. No, no, he, he has an old archive of, of uh, vagina slips. Yeah, Ritter, I'm going to have you on probably when I'm done when I'm done moving here. That's coming up, <laughs> so, that's coming up soon, by the way. I'm not going to have yeah. this room for much longer, so... Kicking out this show, we have Don West. Hell yes. Powerful Don West. Ed Ferreira. Oh my God, no. Ugh. And the professor, Mike Tanay. So we're putting over this NWA title gauntlet, a not Royal Rumble a little later on the match, where every couple of minutes you get someone, and then at the end, your last two guys have a real match. So NWA's history basically parades out here with People like Harley Race, Dory Funk Jr., Fabulous Jackie Frog, Fargo, the inventor of the Fargo strut, the Jarrett strut, the Flair strut, whatever you want to call mm. it. Bullet Bob Armstrong, Corsica Joe, Bill Barons, Sara Lee, and of course, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat coming out with the 10 pounds of gold. This wasn't that long after Dan Severin had like a six-year run with the NWA title. And I, I don't remember who beat him for it, but I know that he beat uh, Chris Candido mm. for that very title in 95. And there are suddenly, okay, here's the NWA winner is going to get this. Then of course you hear good old J E double F. 
J-A-R-R-E-T, except he's not coming out here with Tennessee Lee or a horse or even a glowing jacket with his classic My World theme. And he is just giving out about this historic, prestigious title being on the line in a battle royal. He's like, Dory, did you win your match in a battle royal? No. Steamboat, did you win your match in a battle royal? No. This is the biggest joke ever. And Fargo's like, okay, I've had enough of you. I've known you since you were knee high, pooping your pants, blah, blah, blah. Kiss my ass, Fargo. Something with a <laughs> strut. And I'm going to name you number one in the not Royal Rumble. And then here comes the, in- the interruption section of the show with Ken Shamrock. And as soon as I saw Shamrock, I thought King of the Ring 1998 with Jeff Jarrett. Mm, of with a chin, with a chin strap. What, what a look! What's your what's your favorite chin strap wrestler, Kyle? Chin strap. I mean, I was a Jeff Hardy fan growing oh, yeah. up, so oh, that yeah. that'd be an easy answer. Uh, chin strap. I mean, I feel like every pretty much every wrestler in two thousand two had a chin strap. When you really think about it, Trevor Murdoch. That's not really a chin strap. That's a chin belt, more so. Yeah. But you know, or or even Rico, who I'm currently going through in my there time. You go. <laughs> We see, That's a good one. We see Scott Hall, RIP. And uh, I was looking in the comment section of this particular video. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And this person who commented was at this show. He's like, oh, I was sitting there. And then all of a sudden you hear, you just smell the waft of alcohol. Like, you know, this person's been drinking all day. And it was Scott. Really? Yeah, because this is fresh off of the plane ride from hell and him getting fired from wwe i mean this is what month you say it was, it was june it was a month after yeah i was right after so uh yeah i'm sure he's not and i mean he looked fine in the show i guess but yeah i believe it that he, he smelled of it that's uh man yeah that, yeah that was pretty rough and then we had uh k i think k crush made up made an appearance here and they're all just talking k about how crush from the truth killings what happened to that guy I don't know, man. He kind of he was teaming with Road Dog for a little bit, then they broke up. But I don't know. I don't know. Now, last time I, I saw, it, he had this tag team with a guy named Little Jimmy. Oh, I see. Yeah, I forgot and, about that. K Crush. I never knew he went by K Crush. That's. I don't think that lasted too long because I know he would eventually go by Ron Killings. I don't know if that was like a a decent assist thing. Like it was too close to K Quick, but uh, it, was, it was interesting to see that. Interesting to see him as a heel too. Oh yeah. I, I think it was like not long after this, he just he said, you know, sod it. I'm, I'm Ron Killings. Cause he wins the NWA title like two weeks after this show. And speaking of little Jimmy, we have Goldilocks and uh puppet. The psycho is dwarf a politically correct word anymore. That's, that's not a look. All right. They were calling them midgets. I say, I say, I say we can call them midgets for the perp for, you know, historical uh, relevancy, you know, maybe, but this is your podcast. Don't let me, don't let me, you know, tell you what to do, but no, they're you, fucking midgets. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the small, the small people <laughs> match here. It's a guy named Psycho. Gnomes. Was it Teo Puppet, the Psycho Dwarf? I looked at him and thought, is that horn swoggle? But, but it was not because we have a small person match later in this show. I was actually watching a wrestling bios video with, with one of those max mini matches right before we recorded. Uh, but we finally, after all this nonsense come to our opening contest, a showcase of the X division with low key Jerry Lynn and AJ styles versus the flying Elvises of Sonny Siaki, Jimmy Yang and Jorge Estrada. There was a handshake denied at the beginning of this match. So it was made clear that there was no code of honor Mm-mm. in TNA. Mm-mm. They both started right around the same time, didn't they? Yeah, very similar. I mean, there was a lot of overlap because I think in later shows in TNA, you would see Ring of Honor guys like SAT and Quiet Storm and like all like the scramble match like roh kind of had their x division ish kind of deal where it'd be like a bunch of flippy guys and like 10 man matches so you would see a lot of that i think in the early tna shows and then even as far as like 05 06 you'd see a lot of like back and forth even like you know smoa joe and dick christopher daniels and stuff like that but um yeah it was fun to see a little bit of uh some some young ring of honor guys in this one it was fun to see you know people like aj styles when they were very young in their career and whereas you Look at him now, like he is 
what in his mid forties, he's still killing it. Had a banger of a match with, uh, with edge at WrestleMania. So it's, yeah, it's pretty good here. And this, this match was awesome. You had nothing but dives, Rana's flips, really nice snap power slam. AJ styles, of course, doing that moonsault reverse DDT. Mike Tanay here is saying that next week we are going to crown the first X division champion. And do you remember who that was? It was AJ, right? I, I believe first it, XX champion. I think is what they were calling him actually. Yeah. The, the no limits thing wasn't really referenced yet. I thought it was Jerry Lynn, but maybe it was AJ Styles cuz they had a great feud coming off of this. Mhm. Yeah, I believe AJ was the first one. Yeah. So we had Jimmy Yang with a really nice uh, shining wizard, a tornado DDT by Jerry Lynn, which when he was in the WWE, nope, no power driver for you, kid. You're using the tornado no, DDT as a finisher, yeah. even though he he lasted like what, 3 weeks. Mhm. Sunny Siaki does the gold dust uppercut here. Low key is just just kicking everyone's faces off here. <laughs> <laughs> that kick, I think it was to Estrada. It looked like just a kick to the head. <laughs> it looked brutal. It, it, it was awful. He, he worked stiff. And that's, that's uh, low key for you. Yeah, that's low key for you. I, I was a big low key fan at this at this point. So we see the Seacalypse and uh, the, 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 the I worked on the Seacalypse and the train wreck as AJ Styles did not AJ. God, Albert did that. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, that Canadian backbreaker into the double knees. I don't know why you do that because it would hurt your knees. Estrada with a mwah, chef's kiss moonsault. AJ with the yes kicks, a backflip into the slop drop. German suplexes leg lariats. Nothing but big high spots here until we see a cartwheel kick mistakenly hit AJ by Loki. Jimmy Yang off the top rope with the Yang time. Ooh. And the flying Elvises win this match. Kyle? What did you think? Man, this was, uh, I, I, I'm not too familiar with the flying Elvises. I am pretty familiar with, you know, Jimmy Wang Yang, of course, uh, Sonny Siaki. I've seen a bit of his stuff. Uh, but yeah, this is a great match. I thought it was very fast paced. It felt like a sprint. It felt like there was no like wasted motion. Um, you got the classic, you know, stiff kicks from low key and AJ and Jerry Lynn doing their thing. So I thought it was a fun way to, uh, to kick it off with um, the action, some may say was totally nonstop. So, rim shot. <laughs> <laughs> and we get speaking of a rim shot here, the cage dancers—they're having a having a spiel here, having a dance. <laughs> speaking of rim shot, a segues in the game. Oh yes, I I, I learned from you. I think after listening to you a, for the past year. That's a terrible decision. Oh, uh, probably cage dancers talk. Uh, dance announcers talk going over the rest of the show right into our next match the okay preface this the m word midget context for this you know we don't condone it today but my god hollywood versus teo this was would be Hmm. the short-lived division that they would have in here much like the juniors division in wwe wait wait it's it, it was what lived Short. Oh my! God. <laughs> oh, Fretzy boy! Yeah, oh. you're, you're you're too smart for your own good. I am so smart. S M R T. And we had here Holly. I think it was Hollywood. Here was dressed up as a mini Slim Shady. I think so. Yeah, that, that was a, a theme for everybody really in the early two thousands. Uh, a, a buzz cut and uh, like a chain around the neck and a and a wife beater T shirt. Like that's. Yeah, that's pretty much how I dressed too. Everyone had that. Like, I I don't think I had the body for it back then, but no, just. (laughs) I didn't either. It didn't stop me. Yeah, the comfort, man. You got to be comfortable. Exactly. So we have here just, it's really botchy. I mean, I could, I could figure uh, Matthew having this on a, on a botchamania clip (laughs) somewhere. The thing is like they're, okay. Their, their limbs just aren't long enough to do some of the, like one of them tried to do a tilt to whirl head scissors. But like you have no calves, like and it just like kind of just bounced off the other guy, and there there was some impressive stuff though. To be fair, the uh, I think it was Hollywood hit a splash like halfway across the ring, and like so that's like a whole ring for a normal person. So, um, but yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty fun for what it was. Maybe for the wrong reasons in some ways, but uh, I enjoyed it. It it, it had its moments. It was a. Uh... 
like back in the the carny days like you know a match like this would be uh like like a special attraction that's what the the juniors division would would wind up being so th- there was a scoop slam into a botch here like we van wasn't here you know showing them how to body slam someone you know uh-huh. two feet taller than them and for some reason they talked about ray mysterio in this match <laughs> and i'm as tall as ray mysterio i'm five foot five and i like uh-huh. i was i was almost defended but they they were talking about how ray i think ray started out in in the midget division when he was wrestling in mexico because he was so small but mm-hmm. most of your small person wrestlers are you know they're like cotton hill do you watch king of the hill i'm familiar with it i don't really watch it regularly yeah they're, they're like cotton hill like you reference the fact that he, they have no shins well, Cotton Hill, the great, you know, Bobby Hill's grandpa, you know, had his shins shot off. So his knees were sewed to his feet. Like, <laughs> I killed 30 men. Yeah, that's how these guys were walking around there, man. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. And you had the really, you had the really twangy circus music playing when these guys came out. <laughs> what the? Like, come on, man. We get it. They're small. You'll need to, we're not at a, like you say, a carnival a freak yeah. show. I was expecting, you know, Dwight the Clown, just yeah. Surprised we didn't get like pies to the face or anything. Yeah, Tony Storm wasn't anywhere to be found here, so there's no oh. pies. There, there was no pies. Thank God. So that top rope splash was really, really impressive here. And then I think it was was it Tail that won this match? I didn't write it down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he wins with a, like a spinning something. It's like it was a, almost. He's like he wanted to go for a swanton, but decided not to halfway through, and just kind of did like a side elbow or something. But kind of um, look, look like the Yang time. Yeah. Did you catch, by the way, Xateo is an acronym, apparently. Did you catch what it stands for? I did not. Total E outstanding. That's right. Yeah, it's fun. I, I uh, There's some other, I can't think of those other anachronistic wrestlers. Uh, I should have taken better notes. But <laughs> you didn't have your scroll of acronym wrestlers. I, I didn't have my list Even of Jer- podcast. I didn't have my list of Jericho. I have the list of Jericho book literally in my living room here, but not that. So now Ed sure Ferreira. Some in there. And now Ed Ferreira is in the ring. Oh God, no! I hated everything about his aesthetic here. Yeah, the the dre- he looked like uh, Jonathan Davis from Corn on vacation in Hawaii. Yet <laughs> the 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 furry pink shirt. It wasn't even like a like a furry jacket. It was like a button up shirt that had frills on it. And then the god awful dreads. Like, was that his thing? I don't remember Ed Ferrara having dreads, but then again, think, I'm not really the Ed Ferrara expert. So I think he was having a midlife crisis after WCW. Yeah. But holy, holy lord, this next this next segment. So we have Don West in the ring with Ed Ferrara, uh, having a sneak peek at next week's TNA lingerie battle royal. Get Oof. it? Because TNA. Uh oh. boobs. <laughs> boobs. Holy shit. So now it's the Here Come the Women parade with uh, Francine, Miss Janie, Daphne, RIP, Alexis Lurie, Mickey James, Sasha, not Banks, Aaron Bray, Taylor Vaughn, and I'm trying to remember why that name's familiar, Rebecca Riggs, no relation to uh, American male Scotty Riggs, shout out to Buff Bagwell, Electra. Mm. And the camera pans to the wrong woman every time they're introduced. It's like, here's Electra. And it's like, not Electra. It's like, she was two people ago. Like, it this, doesn't it, matter. They're women. It doesn't matter. Like the, the, the rock saying it doesn't matter here. <laughs> uh, and every time, and everyone, like Electra stops here and then just, she looks at this fan in a weird way. Like, you know, I had to rewind just to see, did he? try and grab her chest or something but she's just like uh and just keeps going it was quite strange uh and this was just the 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 eye candy literally to the point where ed ferrara said he's like a kid in a candy store and he said this in public in front of all these women like holy crap dude that is creepy with uh two capital e's why why is this thing of course it breaks out into a big cat fight yeah, <laughs> women be crazy, right, Frats? They oh. just all oh, make it keep keep have them in the same ring. Oh, they just I take know. each other's clothes off. Yeah, how will they coexist? To oh man, this TNA. 
so yeah this is like cringe like absolutely like everybody in the ring seems like they're there against their will but because I, I i've covered a lot of ring of honor from 2002 since wwe from 2002 it's the same everywhere so it's just where society was here unfortunately it's uh, women's wrestling hadn't been taken too seriously at this point in time and then francine is like you know i'm the queen of extreme this i'm the queen of extreme that electra who was also in ECW, was like, you know, this is a new company. You bankrupted ECW. No, you fucking didn't. <laughs> Are you Paul Heyman? <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand the correlation there. but uh, Heat. In the, guess, in the yeah. words of one bully, Ray, that's heat. That's heat, bro. That's heat. And, of course, it breaks out into another cat fight. Electra... I guess something happened with her top and then Ed Ferrara or Don West, one of those guys were out there with a coat to, you know, cover the boob because we're on pay-per-view. We can't show whatever. And T it's in the name T and a, why, why does, why does this exist? (laughs) People love tits and stuff. Are you, are you screen share? Okay. I just did a screen share and your, oh, no. your chat is like gawking at everything here. It's kind, of, <laughs> it's kind of funny. And oh, stop share. Okay. Yeah, I just, yeah, there it goes. I, I was fucking up on Zoom here. I don't know how to use this damn program. Uh, I thought you were about to replay me the uh, the segment. I was like, I don't think I need to see that again. No, one no. Was more than enough. We do not. Then backstage, we have Goldilocks once again, the, the, inter- the interviewer back here. I, I always liked Goldilocks. She was really good. I'm not too familiar on the Goldie, but I guess she was fine for what it was. Yeah, she came. I think she would have been gone by the time you started because she, she was there on the weekly days. Right. Yeah, she was like the person who would be backstage. And like, I think she basically helped introduce Abyss because he was just this mankind like creature hanging out in the boiler room, like away from all the. You mean justice? Just. Oh. No, that's Sid Justice. We're we're mixing people up. Oh here. shoot! Yeah, sorry. I always get that confused. So Mortimer Plumtree has uh, has had some <laughs> bullying back in his back in his day. Some tormentors. I feel like he deserves it though, just based off. Of, I've, I this is the first I've seen of Mortimer Plumtree, which by the way is the worst name I've ever heard of. Uh, but he seems like he deserves a bully or two. So no yeah, he's here. he's had his fair shares of wedgies of swirlies of whatnot so now mm. i have servants the johnsons like oh, i thought this was t like you know tna tits and ass jokes now we're having a full-on penis party here what what are the uh what are their names the johnsons oh what did i write this down there was rod mm-hmm. and richard Dick. Dick and Rod Johnston. <laughs> oh, wieners. Oh, God. Uh, it's penises, everybody. The Gemini. <laughs> yes, which... So I, I didn't know who the Johnsons were. And I saw them on this show. I was like, kind of looks like Gemini. <laughs> and I looked it up. And of course it is. The, the original Michael Shane is here. Um, not the one that was <laughs> related to Shawn Michaels. But man... Jim and I's here, and they're dressed like penises, literally. Literally, it says big, big, burly dudes in these walking. Con- King Kong Bundy was the walking condominium. These guys are the walking condoms. <laughs> I wonder if they could see in those outfits. Uh, well, I know what we could see in those outfits, but holy crap. This kid, I, I looked this kid up. He was once billed. As the nephew of Lord Alfred Hayes. Who, who, uh, Plumtree? Mortimer. Uh-huh. He had a, like, something, something Hayes, and like, hey, he's blonde. He kind of looks like, you know, Lord Alfred Hayes, promotional consideration. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, this meeting will end in 10 minutes. That's not correct. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we better we, go fast, then. We, we better go fast here. I don't have Zoom Pro. Anyways, Richard and Rod... I can, uh, if you wanted to like stop, I could, I could invite you because I think I have Zoom Pro. I'll, I'll see what happens here in a, in a few minutes, but uh, or we could just do a second recording, or just do. I might not be able to swing that, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep going here. We'll, we'll power through. We have 
I might need to use that for the for you here shortly. So Alicia as Ryan Shamrock, the former Ryan Shamrock comes out of this ring watching for some reason. They're wrestling James Storm in psychosis, the cowboy. What a and team. they they beat the poo out of him, and the cameraman is just loving, perving all over Ryan Shamrock here. Like, wait, Ryan Shamrock was there? Yeah, she was the one, the the female oh, that was that scouting, is. scouting on yes. the outside. Sorry, yeah, I didn't put my finger on who that was, but yeah, you're right. Wow, it, what a cameo! Oh, I know. So we had uh, a a bulldog by by James Storm. He skins the cat. There's a rana, a super kick, a double tazplex by the big man and finally one of the dudes has the tko and oh what was she doing at ringside getting paid off by slick johnson Mm, yes yes as the johnsons pounded the other team and then speaking of pounding we have the ducks and their cousin fluffed up what what why why was this why why was this a thing trevor murdoch what, why, man? Was this Trevor Murdoch? One of those guys was the blonde one. Was Trevor Murdoch? I, I, I was watched, I was like, that looks like a skinny <laughs> Trevor Murdoch. But wow, that that's actually him. That's it, that's crazy. It absolutely was. And uh, Bill Barons is saying here, no drinking at the show, even though he comes from an era where everyone was hammered backstage. You know, with <laughs> not with the video games. You know, the guns and the knives. Taker likes that shit. Exactly. And we have NASCAR with people I've never heard of, like Hermie Sadler. Our truth is here saying they have no business in a ring. Brian Lawler challenges them to a match. Jeff Jarrett and Jackie Fargo have a bit here. But next up, we finally have another match after a bunch of NASCAR shit. Christian York and Joey Matthews versus yeah. Stand Up, Bowed Up, and Fluffed Up. Get it? No, I don't get it. Can you explain it to me? Uh, fluffed up fluff boobs oh yeah, yeah, yeah. stand up stand yeah like and uh bowed up i don't know but bowled up like a bold up i don't know that, that that confused me i think bowed up is like when your elbows are up and you're about to fight somebody or oh yeah that 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 sounds right so they have a match here <clears throat> and uh york and matthews have been all over the place you know they were in ecw right at the very end I don't know about WCW, but they were definitely in WWE developmental for a, for a good a good shot here. Trevor Murdoch is in this match, and Fluffed Up is the cousin and girlfriend of both Stan and Bo Dup. You can tell this because they're southern, because they're yeah they're southern, so that means there's incest, James. Like, you're lucky you're my father too, or I kill you. Just <laughs> everything is like just so on the nose on this show. Like you have. The country people are are having sex with their family. You had our truth didn't like NASCAR because he's black. You had like there's like a gay faction later. There's the penises, Dick and Rod. Like it's just so bad. It was outrageous. They have a match here. Uh, there's a wasteland and a standing senton. Uh, they go for a tornado DDT, but uh, York is jerked off. <laughs> the rope by fluffed up and we got a win here by the cousin girlfriend da, 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 kind of family <laughs> what do you think yeah, fluff, fluffed up is the uh fluff, fluffed up was, was the the game changer here i suppose yeah york and matthews were a really good tag team and matthews went on to have a good amount of success in wwe and Ring of Honor and stuff like that. So yeah, Trevor Murdoch. I think he's currently the NWA champion as we speak, right? I think he just lost it to Matt Cardona. That's true. That's right. Yeah. Well, he he went on to. It's funny. We're watching this show, and it's like all built around the NWA and the NWA championship, and then eventually Bowed Up wins it or Stand Up or whichever one he was. <laughs> you know, the, was I, five no, cowboy. You know the the yeah. the guy that sung uh, Friends in Low Places to Lance Cade on Raw. Is the NWA champion? Was the NWA champion? And we're back after all this uh, Zoom shenanigans. Apologies, although this is just going to be all compressed into one file to make it easier because this is going up tomorrow, Kyle. Hell yeah. Yeah. And uh, while we're waiting here, uh, what's it called when you drop a nacho and mayonnaise? 
I don't know, Fretz. Tell me. Cinco de Mayo. <sighs> because it's May 5th. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I got it. That wasn't the issue. It was... <laughs> you see you were the issue <laughs> like uh, 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 drink, join, join the crowd the club well, i don't know if toby keith would have appreciated that no toby keith would not like that he said he would have put a boot in my ass oh he would have put a boot in the arse here he's saying a song about america and 9 11 you know the stage is reeling after the attacks and the post 9 11 patriotism it has an all-time high here and he's like, America? So I didn't pay attention to this, but Jeff Jarrett interrupts this immediately. Yeah, why? Like, I guess he didn't want, you know, his country music on the wrestling show. No, I'm the I'm the greatest country music star here. J E double E double T. Why it's I didn't even double- think about that. Oh, it's like, you know, Toby Keith is gonna take his angry American ass out. Uh, maybe Jeff Jarrett's was trying to vouch for the un-Americans on WWE TV at this time. Oh, maybe he'll join. Maybe. Keep, stay, stay tuned to find out, folks. Stay tuned to find out. And he asked, how do you like me now? Bob Holly is perking up. <laughs> it was around the same time Bob Holly was doing that whole thing. It was like in his entrance music and stuff. So It literally was in his entrance music because he was feuding with Randy Orton at this point in time. Yeah. And the main event is How here. do you like me now? I love that entrance scene too. And the main event is the title gauntlet match for the 10 pounds of gold. Mm, gauntlet for the gold. I actually, rumble. I actually love this match. So we have the first entrant in here is Jeff Jarrett as per one night only commissioner, Jackie Fargo, I guess. I guess. Yeah. And then number two is Buff Daddy himself. Big shout out to Buff Bagwell, who has been on his redemption tour as of sorts, hanging out at the at the DDP compound and is a mm-hmm. great follow on Twitter. Like really good. The, the best follow on Twitter. Yeah, Buff is, yeah, like you said, redemption tour, whatever it is. It seems like a really cool dude, this Buff Bagwell. And uh, gotta, love, gotta love the Buff and all his stuff. Buff is the stuff. But and his Buff. And yes, continue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, unfortunately, Buff was not the stuff in this match as he hit a blockbuster and was quickly eliminated. And on to number three was none other than the raging Cajun himself, Lash LaRue, the former Corporal Cajun. And he was made very short Mm, work of, and and who is, I think, either he is still or was, but he was a youth pastor after wrestling. Oh, okay. Well, get him out of wrestling, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and speaking no, of someone who should know, not... I don't really know anything about him. He was all right for, for the time. And someone who should not be out of wrestling is Norman Smiley. The big wiggle. Uh, everything the same here. The big wiggle, the scoop slam, the hump. But he gets a lot of The hump. I always loved that scoop slam he did. That was super impressive. He oh, liked it was a big tour. Pendulums like, I, him. Pendulous. It's kind of like the who is the the tour of the islands power slam that um right yeah uh, who who is that guy Jeff Cobb Jeff Cobb thank you I I, I almost yeah. said Jonah but nope that's uh, that's someone else entirely I've confused right. those guys a lot number five is Apollo not Apollo Cruz but Apollo mm-hmm. and he looks exactly like default call number four or Brian Cage <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, original member of LAX, Apollo. Fun fact. Oh, that's right. And For now a second. The, the ring is starting to fill up here. We have uh, K-Crush is saving Jeff Jarrett from an elimination. And James Mitchell leads Slash to the ring here as a member of the Disciples of the New Church, I think. Do you know who mm-hmm. Slash was in the WWE? I do not. Do you? Do you remember PG-13, the rappers that wrapped the Nation of Domination to the, mm, to the ring? Vaguely, vaguely, yeah. He was called Wolfie D. Interesting. Yeah, because I think they even referenced, he was like, he used to be in WWF. So I was like, I don't remember this guy at all. So, but yeah, had a, sense. had a very different look. And then this next guy, 
Del Rios, who was who? the the witch.com version of Scott Steiner. The big <laughs> uh, medium daddy pump. Medium daddy pump. And like even the announcers are like, this guy looks familiar. I wonder who he looks like. It's I had cool. never heard of this. Was he was that like his gimmick? Like he was he like this is like a Gilbert kind of thing? No, he was just called Del Rios. He just happened to look like Scott Steiner. He just happened to also be a bodybuilder with the same haircut and the same facial hair, same color facial hair, same tights, same boots. There, it couldn't have been a coincidence because, well, they wanted, <laughs> maybe they wanted Steiner, who was sitting on his lucrative Turner deal about uh, six months away from debuting at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, the crowd popped for Del Rios here. I think most people thought it was Scott Steiner when he ran out, and they're like, oh. No, they, well, you would have heard the sirens. You would have had the big bad booty daddy. You would have heard holler if you hear me. You would have heard a freaking speech about cows. Well, everybody had the same entrance music, I think. I just had like one track on loop for everybody. So, literally. And speaking of people who looked familiar here was Justice. Ooh. The, 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 the singlet was not meant for Joseph Parks here. That was not a very flattering singlet at all here. Mr. Joseph Park, the future abyss coming out here. Bullet Barbara Armstrong, I wrote down here, is the referee. Number nine is Conan, K-Dog. That might have been why K-Crush wasn't a thing for very long to maybe not mm. be confused with K-Dog. I... Ola Le or Eagle La Rasa. Man, you, could you imagine? Because the Three Life crew, are you familiar with the Three Life crew? Very much so. So imagine if you had K-Crush, K-Dog, and then Road Dog had some sort of K-Name, and then they were the KKK. <laughs> KKK, that's not good. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay, yes, maybe there was some reasons. And speaking of, uh, well, 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 it is none other than the quintessential stud muffin himself, Joel, insert extremely long penis ejaculation joke, <laughs> Gertner. But this time it was uh, more of a I want to say problematic for this one because this was Bruce, Alan Funk, Lenny Lane, very LGBT not friendly gimmick here. Very, very gay-esque gimmick here. Does not age well at all. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, like very heavy-handed, very Billy and not even Billy and Chuck wasn't as bad as this because this was the guy. One guy had a lollipop and Daisy Dukes, and the other guy is. They were called the Rainbow Express, right? And those are two yes, names. The Rainbow Express, of course. They come in to the ring, linking arms, get, get, getting that, getting uh, that heel heat because ugh. Alabama, right? Uh, they, Alabama. They, that's why they're booing Archer or K Crush. Uh, they love NASCAR. They hate the Rainbow Express. Uh, they love midgets. They love the women ripping each other's clothes off. Oof. What a time! What a they time! Love, and they love country music. Oh, they sure do. They hate those Arabs. And then next up, who who? Rick Steiner slash is then eliminated. Rick and Abyss have a bit of a face off. And number twelve is someone I want to talk about here because he didn't get a very long run. I think he died not long after this. But it was Malice. Yeah, yeah, he did pass away, unfortunately. The wall, brother. Uh, choke slamming and eliminating everyone here. Th th this dude was fucking awesome. They were, yeah, they were building this guy up to be like the, the one of the bigger names, it seemed like. Because, like, yeah, he eliminates everybody. Had to be like eight or nine people eliminated in this match and would go on to be the final guy in there. So, yeah, they and had then... high hopes for him, it seemed like. Oh, big time. I had high hopes for him in WCW. Like he did, he, he chokeslammed some guy like off of like the top of the Tron or something, I think. Mm, that sounds like WCW. It, yeah. Oh, 2000s WCW. Oh, doggy. Yeah. That sounds par for the course. And next up here, we had Scott Hall. RIP. Hey, yo. Apollo was perched on the rope to do nothing. We see the razor's edge and I'm watching this. I'm like, was Scott Hall kind of drunk in this match? And then, of course, I told you about that story earlier in the comment section. Like, okay, maybe he, maybe he was. This was a dark time in his life, unfortunately. 
Number 14. Here we have uh, Toby Keith. American Yeah, that guy. I love this bar, Red Solo Cup, and several other songs that I don't know. Yep. He has a mean suplex, though. That was a damn good suplex. It was like a stalling suplex on Jeff Jarrett and executed perfectly. So props still uh, TK there. He's got his uh he's country boy strong here. Redneck strong. Yeah. That's what they say. And then Jeff is gone. The crowd goes nuts here. And I think Toby either goes away or eliminates himself. Uh, you know what? He never eliminated himself. He went through the second and third rope. So technically, he is still to this day in this battle royal. So 20 years later, uh, Michael McGillicuddy is going to be uh, pissed to hear that. <laughs> yeah. So basically, what I'm saying is Toby Keith, he's, he's owed an Impact World title shot. So yeah, look so at 20 years later, Scott Demore, if you hear this, do it. Book it. Yes, please. And next up here is the Wildcat Chris Harris. Knock, knock. <laughs> Looking in good shape. Him and James Storm both were both really fresh faced, really moving around well. They're damn near X Division esque in their styles. So it's no wonder they would be paired together eventually. Yeah. AMW is not long after this. You know, there was a. Not a lot of knocking your brains out here yet here. The future Braden Walker. And mm -hmm. number 16 is Gangrel, who was probably fresh off the set of directing Backdoor Sluts 9. <laughs> the Vampire Warrior is here. Vampire Warrior. No, that doesn't work. Shit. <laughs> no, yeah, Warrior. Vampire Warrior. Banging and banging. I would watch that one. <laughs> banging and banging. Yeah, th there we go. Number 17, another person who was a great follow on Twitter, Crowbar, Devin Storm, yeah. Yeah. Came, out, came out here. Scott Hall, he's just very, uh, Andro what's the Andrade relaxing pose called? Tranquilo. Oh, tr tranquilo, yeah. Scott Hall is very tranquilo, just chilling here on the top rope. Steve Carino, the former NWA champ, the only former NWA champ in this match, is out here next. Uh, this is a spot after spot. I would have, I thought about doing a watch along for this, for this bit, but, but I only thought of it like seconds before recording, but it wouldn't have worked anyways. <laughs> Fuck you. Zoom. Number nine, <laughs> number 19 is Ken Shenrock and number 20 is Brian Lawler. So eventually people are just getting employed <clears throat> out topping up, down, left and right. This is a standard Royal rumble. And we're down to malice and Ken Shamrock to crown the new nwa champion uh -huh. suplex i think it was just a, a suplex and that's it yeah what'd you think of that uh how it was like a battle royal over the top battle royal and then it became a, a normal match in the final two what'd yeah, you think about that i don't mind that stipulation it that i think it adds a little bit more intrigue to that because you had the last two guys like uh i look at uh 2007 when taker and michaels were or number right. one and number two, and then they were the last two guys in the ring after that. So you basically had a match, and mm -hmm. I, I I actually like that stipulation. I wish it was out there more often. But you know, Ken Shamrock wins the title, and Jockey Fargo is out here picking a fight with with Jeff Jarrett, who is pissed. And we're just doing mm -hmm. a whole lot of building to next week in the last thirty seconds. Everyone's like, "Go here, Scott Hall, uh, uh, Jeff Jarrett, uh, just uh, oof, just." Jeff Jarrett. I didn't realize how badly Jeff Jarrett hates battle royals because he's just going on. He bookends the show with it. I got, how are we going to crown a champion and a damn battle royal? Yeah. And then, like you see, he just points to everybody individually. Did you ever win the title in a battle royal? And it's like, well, for, I mean, there's a, a match at the end of it. So it's like, is it that bad? But whatever, Jeff, you'll get, you'll get your few title runs, I guess. D didn't he win the title by like, taking it out of like a box that oh that was booker t no he he won the title in some sketchy nefarious means in wcw so who is he to... but holy shit uh what did you think of this yeah, entire show so... kyle like what do you think it, it was interesting I, i'm not gonna it wasn't bad i guess i mean we talked about how a lot of the stuff didn't age well but like we can't really you know, it can't blame. It is 2002, and it was playing a 2002 society, so we can't really get on them for that too much. Um, the X Division stuff in the beginning was fun. They had a lot of good talent on the show: James Storm, Psychosis, um, 
you know, a lot of legends, you get getting your name value out there and it had a decent amount of names in the battle Royal too. I feel like everybody was expecting Jeff Jarrett to win, which I mean, if one critique about this show is too much Jeff Jarrett, but you know, uh, it's to be expected, I guess, but you know, Ken Shamrock getting the win here. I feel like it's probably maybe slightly unexpected, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was it was a fun time capsule to open and uh, to see where TNA got their start and how they would evolve over time. Because uh, you know, two a year or two after this, it's a very different place. Well, it's kind of a different place. So, but yeah, I, I had fun watching it. For yeah, sure, it, it was very good. Actually, their one year anniversary is also on YouTube on their channel here. So maybe down the line, I get you back for the one year show and see. Hey, yeah, where did it all go right? <laughs> yeah i've always I've, I've never seen this show before it's always been a thing like oh, one day i'm gonna go watch it um but then you hit me up and i was like okay great I finally have an excuse to, to watch the show and there's a lot of stuff i had no idea that happened um and yeah i have no idea what happens on the one year anniversary so that'd be interesting to to watch as well so yeah i i won't spoil it here for you but uh kyle this is where you get to plug your stuff where can people find you listen to you and oh boy. talk about the apron bump Yes, sir. Well, once again, thank you for having me. Um, but yes, the Apron Bump podcast, uh, you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts as well as YouTube. Uh, cover a lot of retro stuff. So if you like Fretz and what he does, you'll enjoy my podcast as well. Uh, cover yeah, a little bit of TNA, Ring of Honor, WWE, the, you know, the mid-90s, four different decades I cover. Progress Wrestling, companies big and small. A uh, bunch of retro wrestling on my show. So if, that's, if that tickles your pickle... Go ahead and check out the Apron Bump podcast, uh, apronbump.com for all everything about it. And they'll get you where you want to go. So, yeah, that's it's all about it's about all I got. And I've been on there a couple of times now. So, yeah, of course. Yeah. If uh, anybody listening, you feel free to check out uh, Royal Rumble 2002. And uh, what was the other one? King of the Ring 95, right? It's King of the yep. Ring. King of the yep. Ring 95. The next one, we got to make a, a good doozy here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we'll definitely do something sometime soon for sure that sounds good and you can of course follow me on twitter instagram and tiktok at fretzelmania f-r-e-t-z-l-e mania listen to wrestle addict radio the cure for the common wrestling podcast with mr ylp the young lions perspective every saturday giving you your news of the week and streaming every wednesday night is the kings of the rings podcast with the queen bee themselves ek murphy king ricky rose and Willie T, who also does Talking with Tara Shuck. Give that, a, give that a follow on YouTube as well. I was on there quite some time ago, and it was a, also a fun show. So, folks, we will see you next time for, I don't know what one. You're just going to have to wait and find out. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>